you know what time it is? It's time for an economic update with Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Yay! Hey, it's so great to be with you. It is uh, good. Welcome. We're, we're making economics not only great again, but fun again. That's true. Yes. With with well, with our for, update. For, and people have never been most, as interested in this stuff as they are oh right now. Oh my gosh. So true. For most people, it's fun. I mean, the 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 people in the Biden administration Ooh. were probably not making economics fun for them because we're exposing <laughs> all of their mayhem. All That's of right. it. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly yeah, right. I saw the man. press secretary this weekend. She she was bringing down her judgment and wrath on on Europe because of their involvement in Nord Nordstrom's one <laughs> pipeline. Oh and my like, gosh. Like, no, that's a department store. It's <laughs> not yeah. the name of the pipeline. So they're, they're they're just struggling all the way around. Although they just struggle so much. I mean, they that, don't even understand economics. It's it's sad. It is and really wild. sad. And they get their words mixed up from pipelines to retailers, but you know. <laughs> that's a pretty big difference. Yeah. They're, they are like the Dallas Cowboys of administrations. You know, they were struggling as it was, and then they, they lost their quarterback, and they were terrible with him. I, I just feel bad for those guys. They're having those, like, sad press conferences with all the microphones and, like, what are we going to do? And they're thinking about the draft in week one. Oh, my God. I don't know. Maybe you're you're your brother. I feel bad for my brother. He, he loves them. I don't know. I don't get it. But they the, the poor Cowboys, and I'm sorry for all of you Cowboys fans that are watching this because I know there's probably a lot of them. Yeah. But – you know, when you spend a bajillion dollars on your team and on the stadium and then have stinky players um, that get hurt, it's kind of like the government. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it, that's, that was my comparison. It's like they're kind yeah. of struggling in that way because, you know, just because you're a billionaire and you can buy a team does not make you good. That's true. It just means, no. you're, it just means you're a part of the club. You know, you're part of the, you know, every, every, you know everybody's got a country, but it doesn't make your country good just because, you know. You can you can do what you want and take charge and 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 have the, those things take place. So, in the midst of that, you know, when you're a player or you're a fan or whatever, you don't have a lot of control. But in this situation, we really do we when do. it comes to our money because yeah. because we don't have to, like they could be screwing up the franchise or whatever and charging twenty dollars for a bottle of water at the concession stand. But we can uh, avoid that, and that's what we've been working on for for a year uh, with you. And I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to going through some of these headlines because some of this stuff that's becoming common knowledge. You were speculating on. A year ago, and now we're seeing Jeez. it uh, being talked about, so you know, regularly. True. Oh, it's it's totally true, and we do have quite a few headlines to go. I mean, mm -hmm. the, for for shows like this, the news cycle constantly gives us something to talk about. Sadly, yep, it's right? true. I mean, it's it's. I wish it were better news, but we do have good news and in solutions, and that's the good thing. But uh, we had I had sent Colton some some articles, and David mm -hmm. and Stacy, you and I had talked about some of them. So take a look at this one. So this is interesting because we have talked about inflation persisting for, for about a year, right? And yep. when inflation goes up and taxes go up and people have a, a lower bottom line every month with, with the higher taxes and then prices are going up, that's like the worst of all possible combinations, right? So what's the end result for consumers and for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we start to spend less. Because if, if taxes are up and we have less money, mm -hmm. if we there's not an awful lot of jobs out there and so not a lot of people are working, we're going to spend less. That causes stocks to come down. Well, now everything we've been talking about for a year is starting to hit the, the mainstream news, right? Which is 
which is pretty pretty crazy yep. to me. So so inflation now is causing a hardship to most Americans, mm-hmm. right? Well, duh. We we've we've been talking Everybody's about this feeling for, it. for quite some time. When groceries are are doubling, when the price of fuel is doubling, when used cars are up like 40% and you can't even find new cars because of supply chain disruptions and no yep. chips or anything like that. I mean, it becomes problematic. So in January of this year, number of people who said that, that the inflation was causing a hardship, like a legit hardship on their families, it was 49%. So almost half of America. Back well, now it's up to 56%. Um, and the, the the demographic shift is shifting north, let's say. So so it used to just be lower income Americans that were experiencing hardship, but they always experienced hardship, right? Because they just couldn't ever make ends meet. Mm-hmm. But now it's it's middle class and upper income Americans that are now saying, yeah, this is causing a problem. And so the end result is we're going to cut back on spending. We're going to cancel travel. We're going to cancel most common actions that that we have in in life, right? But but here's where it, it starts to get even a little bit more interesting. Um, of those people, the fifty plus percent mm-hmm. that actually say that they have hardship, fifty six percent, twelve percent of those say that the the hardship is severe, and forty four percent say it's it's just moderate. So. So everything is shifting north in, in a wrong direction, right? It's like it's becoming more severe. It's becoming more pronounced. Mm-hmm. We're going to stop our travel. We're going to stop you know, eating so much. We're going to stop going out mm-hmm. so much. This is going to have a domino effect um, to retailers and to mom and pop stores. And yeah. this is where we, we haven't even seen the beginning of, of the problems that come from that. I mean, we've seen the beginning, but we haven't seen the middle or the end of it because when people stop spending money, it's not just retailers that feel the pinch. It's it's cities, right, with sales tax revenues and and everything else. And so you're going to start to see services decline, like firemen and police officers and protection and maintaining the streets. And here in Colorado, when we have you know extreme temperatures, like it's going to be, it was 96 the other day, and in the winter it's sometimes down to negative 20 for a little bit. It causes potholes everywhere mm-hmm. in the streets as the concrete yeah. you know, yep. expands and contracts. And, and it's like, oh, my word, we're going to have to be dodging these things nonstop because they're not going to have enough money to fix and or, maintain. Or even and, be able to afford police just to drive around. Right. You know, and, and, you know, just having a physical, visible, you know, optical presence, you know, in, in communities, it costs mm-hmm. more. And those were not in the budgets. I saw a clip this weekend that went around of a Wolf, Wolf Blitzer on CNN talking to uh, an, an, an on-the-street reporter lady, and she was in New Jersey, and she said 90 days ago, uh, gas hit the all-time average high price. It was like five-something. And they're they're bragging that, hey, for 90 days now, it's been steadily going down. And then she maybe didn't get the right memo or something, but she said the biggest reason for that is people are driving less. They're getting rid of expensive cars. They're getting cheaper cars. And I've seen that even in my own neighborhood. Mm-hmm. My neighbor across the street got rid of his dream truck and got something with with more, you know, fuel efficient. And so if people are, are are just not driving as much, they're choosing not to take that trip. They're staying home. They're not, you know, joy riding or driving around, you know, anything unnecessary. They're combining, they're carpooling. Like that that makes it artificially look better, like the gas price is going down just because consumptive. When you say the 12% is severe. I think that's severe when it when when you change the way you do life, it's severe because there's a little bit of pain of 
uh, you know, we'll go out to eat, but no appetizers mm-hmm. or, you know, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll cut back or where you go to the movies or something. And it's like, man, I can't believe how expensive popcorn is or something. And you kind of complain, but something that's severe, it changes your behavior. Yeah. You, you stop doing something altogether. And I think that's where we're at now. Yeah. I, I think that it is. I mean, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing some crazy prices that we, we went to, to a movie. I, I I really don't go see very many movies like ever, but we really wanted to see Maverick, the new Top Gun one, right? Yep. So shockingly, it was still in the theaters even after like a month and a half. It's like it's the only good that. one they've come up with in a year. Exactly, it's they're going to milk it for as long as they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so we went and and the popcorn uh, popcorn's like one of the cheapest snacks known to mankind. Oh yeah, right. Exactly. It was sixteen bucks for popcorn. For like, popcorn, right, family. No popcorn, right? It's <laughs> We're like, not doing the popcorn. It's like just, just on principle. It's just like principle, right? It's yeah. like I'm not going to spend 16 bucks on popcorn. That's ridiculous. So that's anyways. crazy. Now when you go yeah, home and make so, a bag of it the size of your body for a dollor. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't even a refillable bucket. It's like oh, well, so so they got to make their money somehow, right? But uh, but so so you know, I guess if you if you don't care about you know. The government's not not getting police and enforcement and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I guess you could always go to Seattle or Minneapolis, where their city council say, eh, yeah. "Police are kind right. of unnecessary," right? But yeah. but maybe that's a function of economics. Mm-hmm. Maybe they simply don't have it, right? But it's more than that. It's it's political with them as well. But but the the bottom line is, you know, there's that that old saying that that. A recession is when your neighbors lose your jobs and, and a depression is when you lose yours, right? Yeah. Same thing with, with income. When it starts really making an impact, 12% severe, now hitting the upper and the middle class mm-hmm. as well, you know we've got problems moving forward. And um, I, I think on, on the next charts that, that we wanted to go over headlines, um, it, we start talking about some of the the credit imbalances and the then mm-hmm. the and the disparity of income right that's it's and Colton do you have any of those available or else you can just show the the next ones that we wanted to talk about because all of this kind of intertwines into the economic picture that we're, that we're faced with okay so i just saw this is this is unemployment okay so the official unemployment in America is now 3.7%. Well, that's not even real. Um, But, but so here on this chart, it shows that unemployment's like at 3.7%, but moving forward, look at that blue line. Mm -hmm. That's unemployment, right? So they're expecting next year that for this to actually hit more than 10%. But here's the crazy part about that. 3.7%, they don't actually tell us what the true unemployment picture is. Because let's say, David and Stacey, that that you don't have a job and you're out there hitting the streets, hitting the sidewalks, pounding the pavement, looking for a job day after day after day after day, and you can't find one. So you get so discouraged that you just give it up. You just say, fine, I'm just not even going to look anymore, um, which is the case for a lot of America. And, and like here in Denver, we have a lot of people living in the streets, some by choice, mm-hmm. some not. But But here's where if you are those people still unemployed, yeah, of yeah, course sure. they are. Yeah. However, the government says because they got so discouraged and they stopped looking, that was voluntary, so they don't count them anymore. 
they also don't count people that are on disability, right? They're not working, but but they're actually getting government money, disability checks and so forth, right? So, so when you add all of those people back in to the unemployment because they're truly unemployed, unemployment in America is now at 24%. If you add the people that are discouraged plus the people on disability, it's 24%, not 3.7. That means you walk outside, your door, you go walking downtown, one out of every four people that you see in America is unemployed. That's not a good picture for for a Biden economy going into an election year, right? I mean, this is this is really quite bad. So so let's look at that last chart. We don't need two PhDs to figure that out. No, that's for sure. No, No, you don't. Yeah. Okay. So this one, this one shows the crazy unemployment, how obviously during COVID, it was like extreme, right? Mm-hmm. But then, you, and it went just through the roof. And now it's back down to where it was pre-COVID. And I just saw a report from the St. Louis Federal Reserve that said unemployment today is at historical lows. It's like, what? It is not. I mean, I don't even know where they get these numbers from, except they keep taking people out of the numbers that are truly unemployed to make it to make it work, right? Mm-hmm. So, so wages are not keeping up either with inflation. I mean, this, this is seriously a problem when, when you have wages that aren't keeping up with inflation, that's almost as bad as being unemployed because you're working hard. You're, you're actually trying to make ends meet. And yet inflation is persisting. Wage growth isn't keeping up with it. And this is where politicians have have a problem moving forward. And you're going to hear stuff like, oh, we just need to increase the minimum wage. No, that's going to make it worse. That's going to make employers, you know, like uh, fast food places and everything else like what? Mm -hmm. We're just going to have to raise our prices more. And that's going to actually increase inflation when they think that they can actually increase the, the minimum wage to get votes to actually help people try to keep their wages. Keeping up with inflation actually causes more inflation. Absolutely. So, it enforces automation, yep. which which makes it them be able to justify the, the, the capital expense of automation to to eliminate employees. Yeah. So so look, so wage growth compared to inflation, all that that chart shows and it's kind of cryptic, but it just shows that 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 red line there shows that that wages are coming down in comparison to prices it peaked during COVID. Now it's coming down. So that means that the discrepancy is increasing, mm-hmm. um, which to me, if you look at this politically, it spells a, a bad result moving forward. Because whenever you see that, you start to go into more of a socialist communist type path, trying to provide for people, try to get votes, trying mm-hmm. to make them happy, trying to pay them sometimes for doing nothing. That's what that chart shows. That I mean, to me, that was more of a political chart, which is I wanted to show yeah. it because it's the slide from from a free market to a socialist economy. And that's where we're headed because of the inflationary pressures that are ravaging America. All right. So how do we protect ourselves? What do we do so that we can kind of insulate ourselves from what's going on right now? Well, that's it's a really good question. And, and so when people don't spend as much, right, stock prices mm-hmm. come down. Stocks are going to hit the skids even more than they already have. I mean, I don't think we've we've even seen, I mean, we're only down, what, 30-something percent year to date. I say only because I think we have another 30 to 80% correction in stocks. But wow. silver and gold are going through the roof. Um, just yesterday, 
Yesterday, silver was up over 5% in one day. Wow. One day, it was up over a dollar. It was up like 5.03%. But over the last week, silver is up over 12% in one week, right? So so we've had the corrections. In any bull market, mm-hmm. you'll have two steps forward, one step back, two mm-hmm. steps forward, yep. one step back. We finished one of those one step back periods. Obviously, we never know until it happens. But last week, we finished one of those downtrends. And now it's, and I did a report on this. I did a video on this for everybody. And we talked about it on our show, how when silver hit 18, that was a support Mm -hmm. level and it should bounce off of that like a trampoline. And it did. Two days after we did that show, it it started jumping up because it was 1760. It's now 1950 or so after a week. It's happening just like we thought because some of this stuff is just math. It just happens that way, right? So so here's the encouragement to everybody. If you're on the fence um, and you're looking to buy gold or silver, you've been thinking about it, but your advisor said, no, you probably shouldn't. Don't listen to that advisor because this is what actually is happening in a very good way. And that'll put a smile on your face to take advantage of these inflationary trends. Man, and it's a great time to buy. I mean, because we've so, been, you know, buying over this time and all these different prices. That is still an incredible time to buy. If somebody wants more information, then just go to flyovergold.com. And then there's a lot of great videos, mm-hmm. great information there. When you scroll down to the bottom, you can fill out your information and someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to give you a free consultation. It doesn't cost you anything to get your questions answered. You can also call 720 Zero zero, Doctor yep. Kirk. Whether thank you're talking, you. whether you're talking your savings and IRA, whatever you have, you, you got to be able to have something that is real because yep. I guarantee these balloons are starting to to fall and uh, got to have something you can touch. Don't That's buy right. stories, buy ounces, and these guys can help you out, and make the best choice. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night, thinking what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold. You could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belts, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you, even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.